Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. I've always put the dog man in like the werewolf realm. I've gotten multiple different answers of where that's actually come from. So for him, just send me a message that says, I saw Bigfoot. I just stopped everything I was doing. I believe if we're going to look at all cryptids, I think there's a combination of spiritual, interdimensional, extraterrestrial, and flesh and blood. This is the Cryptid Creatures Podcast. I am Brian, and with me as always is my co-host Todd. How was your big week, Todd? Man, we're just staying busy, uh, talking to people as usual, and yeah, getting some editing done, and uh, you know, awesome. putting out some content yep. for everybody. So uh, it's been busy, man. Been busy for sure, as yep. we both are. So Busy and uh, always learning. Right, always learning, and still confused. Yeah, right. Right? <laughs> Probably more so now <laughs> than when we started. Right, 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 right. But uh, we have a, a, a cool guest tonight. Uh, yeah. He's an author, and uh, he wrote the book American Cryptids in Pursuit of the Elusive Creatures. And uh, his name is Kenny Irish. The Cryptopunkologist. The Cryptopunkologist is right. That's right. Everybody, most everybody in this, in this uh, field should, should know him. Right. Yep. He's At out there. I've heard of him. So he's everywhere. He's so, uh, he does a lot of uh, shows and talking a, and stuff like that. So, yep, this should be a pretty cool, pretty cool show. Yeah, I, I like his book. I uh, read it, and um, as you yeah. did too, and uh, got some stories we want to talk to him about. So, um, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of ready to see what's going on here. That's awesome. Uh, and if you guys haven't read it yet, pick it up and uh, take a look. It's an easy read. It's very well put together. It's just a good book. So it is. You're right. It is an easy read for sure. So, all right. Well, let's not waste any more time. Let's bring Kenny on, man. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Kenny, welcome to the show, man. Hey, gentlemen. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, oh, always an honor. Right. Uh, for the listeners, you are Kenny Iris, the Crypto Punkologist. Uh, why don't you explain that a little bit, that title? Sure. Yeah. Um, so growing up, I've always had like a, a major love for monsters. And uh, as I got older, I got you know, more into, um, you know, the, the cryptid creatures such as, uh, you know, Sasquatch and, uh, you know, just, you know, to just, just to name, name that one. Um, and, uh, 
I, I'm a musician as well. So I've played in, you know, um, different bands, um, hardcore and punk bands. And uh, my hair's at one point in time was a lot shorter than it is right now. I've actually got it pulled back. So that's why. Okay. <laughs> so it looks um, the way it does. Right. Um, and uh, so I, I used to kind of wear it more of like a mohawk. And uh, the founder of the group that I'm with, uh, the New York Bigfoot Society, Gary, just said to me one day, he's like, you know, you're like the crypto punk, the crypto punkologist. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, you know, that kind of works because it's taken yeah. my two passions and just kind of p- combining them and putting them together. And, you know, and obviously, you know, I'm trying to sell books as an author, too. And, you know, I mean, with, you know, so many books coming out every single day and so many different authors, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of hard to stick out, too. Um, but, I mean, we've gotten to a point now where, again, I mean, you, you jump on uh, online and you punch in the crypto punkologist or the crypto punk this face pops up yep. now. so yep. uh so there's, uh, there's there's no denying it anymore and, yep. and and again it's just you know for me it's like i i really enjoy the fact that you know it, it's it's a nickname and i mean you know people kind of call call me the crypto punkologist usually they just call me by my first name but you know it's kind of <laughs> gotten to a point where um you know if anybody says hey the crypto punk automatically it's me i mean you could say hey i know this this guy named kenny you know a cryptozoologist and uh they're gonna be like oh really like ken gerhard you, you know they're, they're gonna be they're gonna name everybody before me and then uh um but if you know they say no the crypto punk they're gonna be like oh yeah i know who that guy is right so, kind of helps me stick out a right. little bit more so well yeah, when, it is catchy yeah when when we got started in this you know we're on uh, Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. And you just kept popping up everywhere and we just saw you everywhere too. So yeah. Um, we're like, we got to check this guy out, see what he's about for sure and get him on the show. So here we are. Um, Excellent. you are My from, plan worked. yeah, it did. <laughs> it did work. You are from Vermont, it says, and now you live in New York. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I grew up in uh, Northern Vermont, um, just outside of Burlington, um, near Lake Champlain. And back in 2014, the company that I was with, I relocated out to, um, um, just, I'm just below the beginning of the Adirondacks in upstate New York. So I'm about 20 minutes South of Saratoga Springs. Okay. And, uh, yeah. so this is where I reside now. Lake Champlain. So we're talking about champ up in that area, right? We sure are. We sure are. My first <laughs> love, my first monster cryptid love. Right. So you've written the book American Cryptids. Uh, basically, you've said you have a love for for this, but but what inspired you to to do that? Um, it's just years and years of just different different research um, that I that I've done, and just kind of getting it out of my head and getting it down on paper. Um, so. You know, but also in a way where it's not exactly what everybody else had already written or done in a sense. Um, so I kind of, you know, came up with my own formula um, in, with each chapter and how I kind of wanted it to flow. Uh, but that that was that was pretty much it. I mean, I, I've always loved to write. Um, I've you know I've released some other publications and uh, but I've, I've it's something I've always done and I've always enjoyed and uh, I can't draw to save my life but i used to i used to love to draw um i don't know if you guys remember but it was back in i'd say maybe like the late 80s early 90s where um you know people would have like a jean jacket and then they would like on the back of it they'd have like a band or something like it'd be painted on with like acrylic paints yeah. i actually did I, I i started doing that in high school and uh, I, I i had some real good i did some really good ones until i screwed up one guy's jacket I, that was it that was it. i was done after that but yeah. um so i've always kind of been into like the the you know the the art side and of um 
you know, different, uh, right. different types of, um, writings and, uh, music and if you will. Yeah. Brian and I are from that era We're uh, we were born in the seventies and grew up in the eighties and, yep. and whatnot, so we know exactly 90s, what you're so, talking yeah, about. We've yeah. been there. So you were there in 1986 for the birth of the beastie boys. Then. Oh yes, yeah, we were. Yes, me? we were. <laughs> Excellent. You know what's what's uh, you know I love those guys and I, I kick myself in the butt because I I had opportunities to actually see them live and I never went. Okay. Um, no, me too. So I kick myself in the butt for that now. But um, I don't know if you, you remember like the movies that they had out in the early '80s, like all the breakdancing. Oh yeah. Uh, movies. <laughs> oh, so are you kidding me? I I had a all. pair of parachute yeah. pants and I practiced yeah, oh, yeah. my parents' linoleum floor. Yeah. Yeah, so so did I. I learned to break dance, but I, I can't remember which which movie it was. I think it was Beat Street or Breaking. But the Beastie Boys were actually in one of those, and they were really, really, really young. I think they were like sixteen or seventeen. I want to say they were it was so young. I want to say that was Breaking. I'm going to look that up and see see yeah. what that, that was. But yeah, and they were just it was just a short segment, but they were in there. It was before they like really, really hit it big. So mm -hmm. uh, it was right. pretty awesome. Yeah, so, good. Right, good time to live, right? Now. Good time to live. Right? <laughs> oh, oh man, was, that was it, a great I, time. I, I, love, I love the eighties. We could I just mean, talk about this all night if you guys. We could talk about that all night. Yeah, talk about But tell us, tell uh, us some of your favorite places that you went here in the, in the book to uh, to research and investigate a little bit. Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, being from Vermont. Vermont is, you know, my favorite chapter in in the in the whole book. But there's there's a lot of a lot of different um uh, places in in the book, you know that that I've been to. But I would definitely say, you know, Vermont would be, you know, again just just growing up there. Um, but you know, the funny thing is, and I'm I'm staying on topic, but you'll notice I'm one of those guys that kind of gets off topic, but then pulls myself. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, the funny thing is, while I was living in Vermont. Other than like the Bennington Triangle, which is down in like southern Vermont, um, mm -hmm. I never really heard of really any type of like Bigfoot sightings or Sasquatch sightings in the state of Vermont. Um, like I heard of like the Fairfield Pigman and, you know, different things like that. But I never really heard heard of anything. Um, so it, it's just it was just kind of weird because, you know, when you get to like the, you know, the Southern, the Southern end of Vermont, and then, you know, you, you, you go into like, uh, you cross over into New York and like through Whitehall and, and Massachusetts, you know, there's, there's a ton of, mm -hmm. ton of sightings and reports there. And I'll, I'll talk to other individuals and they'll be like, Oh yeah, there's, there's so many all over Vermont. I'm like, why did I never hear about them? So it was really, it was really, really crazy because, um, because I started writing this book, obviously, after I left Vermont. And again, I looked into different sightings in Vermont, but I never really, really got a whole lot of feedback from anybody. So actually, the Bigfoot sighting that I put in there in American Cryptids for Vermont, um, I actually had to do a lot of digging to, to find it more than like any other state. So um, it seemed to be the toughest one to, to find a, a sighting in that um, to put in the book. But um, it's it was just crazy. It was crazy because again, you've got the Bennington Triangle where it's not just like Sasquatch. There's all kinds of weird, you know. They say you know ghost type of um, portals and all kinds of craziness that goes on. Um, but other than that, like from there up, I'd never really ever heard of anything. One of the first encounters or, or stories that you have in your book that I came across that that kind of interested me was um, the uh, the Alaska Kodiak dinosaur. Is that something like a uh, a Loch Ness monster kind of creature, or, or what is that? 
Um, yeah, yes and no. I mean, uh, from everything that I've read in, in, in research, it, it's it's like a prehistoric dinosaur that just somehow survived. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how. Um, it right. definitely, um, you know, um, serpentine in in sense, but you know, definitely more um, of a actual like dinosaur figure type type of um uh entity if you will or or creature not 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 necessarily entity but right. yeah so i mean you know in there there was a, there was a lot on it but yet it was kind of kind of all vague too because what i've noticed is like you know doing a lot of the research on the the, the different um cryptids unless it's a popular one when you, you look them up, you get the same story every single time. Like it's a couple here or a couple there. Um, it's not like, you know, with Sasquatch or Mothman or, you know, something like that where you get all kinds of encounters, get all kinds of activity. Um, so it, there wasn't a whole lot really to go on. But again, it was a, it was a legend, um, you know, that that had been out in a, in a mystery, which that's i mean that's that's really what keeps me going in this this these subjects is just just the mystery of uh you know in, in legend like i love anything legend and lore so yeah that is my dog if you guys hear that that's okay oh, yeah. <laughs> um we have that a lot um one thing that i really like about the format and how you put the book together kenny is is how you know you don't have to pick it up and start from the beginning and read it all the way through uh you can go to different parts of the book you, i think you break down break it down by state uh is it all yeah, 50 yeah. states in there yes you pretty much yeah. cover some kind of cryptid being uh in each state and i like the fact that there's a lot of different kind of things in there that aren't just bigfoot um, but also in the same sense, you also tell uh, along with, uh, there's a lot of Bigfoot sightings in those States as well. And you try to cover that too. So I, I just like how you format that together. And, uh, like I said, you can just be laying in bed, pick up a book, read a couple, uh, stories, you know, here and there and not have to worry about start to finish, so to speak. And you can read it over and over and over too. So I like that. Yeah, I like yeah, yeah. format up for sure. And, it, and it's an easy, it's an easy read. And, and good. And, and that was, that was part of the point with it too was a lot of the time when I'm reading books, you know, I'm, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm reading them. They're really good books, but a lot of the time it's just kind of like information kind of, you know, being thrown at you. Mm -hmm. um, and when I wrote the book, I wanted to do it very different. Uh, I didn't want to write it the, in the same, the, the, the same formula that, you know, everybody's already written the books, which that's how it started at first. Like, you know, chapter one was Wendigo chapter two was Mothman. I'm just like, I want to do something different. I want to make it more personal. So mm -hmm. I, I, that's when I decided, you know what, I'm going to cover all 50 States and, um, and I'm going to write it as if not, you're just reading it like as I'm the author, but I, I wrote it as, as like, I'm your tour guide and I'm taking you on a journey across right. the country, you know, to explore unknown mysteries and different legends. Uh, it was a lot more fun writing it that way as well, because I, again, I didn't feel like I was, just just putting in you know encounters in there you know that everybody kind of already knew about um mm -hmm. and you know and and i really you know um I, again the format like you know it's not a book that you pick up and, and you know you learn all kinds of this and that but yet at the same time it opens up with some history on the actual state which um part of the reason for that was anybody who picks up the book the first thing they're going to do is go right to their either their home state or where they're living now and they're going to look at it and then they're going to feel like a connection to it. Um, you know, just, just, just based off of that. Um, 
so it, you know for me it was it was also making it personal in that sense again where i'm i'm taking everybody on a, like a journey across the country exploring you know the mysterious and the unknown and the legends as well as um hey you know you can pick it up as a reader and actually be able to have mm-hmm. some type of connection with it too yeah and it's cool because yep. if you're like us uh you know we like to travel around and go to these certain spots where sightings and things have happened and you kind of spell those out somewhat in the book too so mm-hmm. if you're someone who likes to travel and you can go to each state and try to find these different creatures that you right. mentioned in these books um yeah. but i yeah. gotta i gotta think it was probably hard on some of these states to uh do your do your homework and get some of this information was it not it it was i would say um in the end, it didn't turn out to be as hard as I thought it was going to be because obviously I, I couldn't get to all 50 states. You know, I, I, there's just no way it was going to happen. <laughs> um, and I didn't want to be that guy at the end of uh, the chapter to just go on Google and go BFRO, Bigfoot sighting here, put that in there. You know, again, I didn't want to be that guy. So for me, it's like those really, really stuck out to me. So those are the ones that I took and I put at the end of each chapter. Um, there were a couple that, I, you know, that, that were famous that I did use, like um, for Whitehall, New York, um, the, the Bear Road uh, incident um, or encounter, I should say. Um, I did use that. And one of our research or a couple of our research areas are just outside of Whitehall. Um, but for the most part, um, every um, Bigfoot encounter at the end of the book is is one that you're pretty much not going to find anywhere else because I literally had to like, like do homework and, and get creative um, and again, make phone calls. And uh, cause I, I didn't know how I was going to do it. You know, originally it was like, I was closing the chapter out again, if it was West Virginia, um, because it starts out, each chapter starts out with the history, then goes into uh, some Native American uh, history and the Native American lore, and then whatever the popular cryptid is for that state. And that's kind of how the chapter was ending. And I'm like, man, I don't know. I feel like it's missing something. It's still missing something. So I had to get really creative. And um, I came up with that game plan of um, using, you know, instead of using Google search, using Google Maps. And then um, it kind of all came together after that. Cool. Awesome. Well, I've okay. picked out I've picked out a few of the stories in here I want to talk about, maybe if we can, for a little bit here. And I picked out some different kind of cryptids. I don't want to talk about just Bigfoot. Uh, mm-hmm. Brian, when we Brian, when Brian and I started the show, we said, hey, we don't want to make this the Bigfoot show. We want to make it the cryptid show. Sure. So the, the Kentucky one, the devil monkey. Uh, mm-hmm. w- w- what's your thoughts on the devil monkey? I, I believe people describing this thing as like a mix between a, uh, a dog man and a Bigfoot with a tail i don't know what is this thing <laughs> i have no clue <laughs> so, I, that it, you know and that's the funny thing is it, you know it, it, it's a lot of the time when, when i get those like direct questions like that that is my answer i don't know I, I i you know i tried to put as much detail in the book um as i possibly could um so anything that's that's in the book that's the best that I could do. That's right. the best that I, I could come up with and right. w- with all the information. Um, because, it, you know, it, it was one thing, you know, talking with people and, and getting witnesses, um, you know, of a popular subject such as uh, Bigfoot. But you get on the phone and you're talking to people like, hey, the devil monkey. They're like, what are you talking about? You know, so um, I, I really don't know. You know, um, a lot of the, the cryptids that I covered um this character but then i was like at the same time i'm like well if that's what's out there that's what's out there like i don't you know i also don't at the same time like i didn't want to like elaborate in and 
bring anything into it that wasn't raw you know from where i was taking the research from so uh so yeah i mean again a lot of them like like the kodiak dinosaur i mean what 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 you read is what i know Mm -hmm. that seems to be a loch ness monster type type creature to me yeah yeah Plesiosaur, whatever they call that that yeah yeah you know and it's it it's it's funny too because a lot of when it comes to like the the different serpents a lot of the time you know folks will kind of say like a plesiosaurus type of um uh, creature you know they say that about loch ness as well um which with loch ness i guess i could maybe see it a little bit more but when it comes to like um like champ like champlain monster like with the plesiosaurus like it's back would when it it's up out of the water like it would be like one hump but a lot of folks yeah. that have witnessed Champ um, say that there's multiple humps. And in growing up on Lake Champlain, a lot of you know the pictures that folks have showed me, and, and, and a lot of witnesses, um, what they've explained, they always said that there were humps, hmm. that there were always humps hmm. there. So for me, I think it's you know definitely more of like a, a snake-like serpentine creature. Um, I believe Loch Ness is probably very similar, but um, you know with, with Loch Ness, it's it's. I've never really come across a lot of encounters where folks talk about there being, you know, multiple humps. It's usually, right. you know, something that, that looks Loch Ness, um, mm. like the original picture. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's what I've always heard. Some other ones you have on there is of course the Michigan dog man. I mean, you can't yeah. leave him out. He's... It, 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 I, I didn't dare leave him out. <laughs> uh, we've talked about that before. We have no clue what that is. Um, yeah. I guess werewolves are real. So that's the, that's 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 where I'm at, and I've always put I've always put the dog man in like the werewolf realm, because um, I, I you know I I've searched and I've talked to many different people, I've come up with many different answers, and um, you know as far as like you know dog man, um, I've gotten multiple different answers of where that's actually come from. So I so at that point in time, that's where I just simplify it. And I say you know what I'm just gonna say werewolf. Yeah, might as well. That's yeah, that's what I think it is. Yeah, I used to uh, watch The Howling when I was a kid and be terrified yes. of it, thinking, thank God these things aren't real. Thank God this is just a movie. Well, yeah. guess what? Yeah. Well. Well, I watched, um, I think it was I think it was The Howling um, a couple of weeks ago. I think it was the fourth movie um, where it was like a circus that came into town. Um, I, th- I think it, I think it was a Howling movie yeah. where cir- the circus came into town. And uh, um, I think the the. Um, owner of the circus was like some type of like you know evil overlord or something like that and uh he captured him to have him in the show and it was it was it was really corny but it was really cool you know when they obviously when he changed to right. the, to the creature watching it and all the the right. you know the, the the you know the uh that what's the word the effects the special, special effects that they yeah. used yeah especially for you know movies from that time yeah, you've got uh, Sheep Squatch in there, of course, Lake Champlain, Champ. Um, the book has a lot of encounters and stories in just there. Just a ton of them, yeah. It's it's very well like put I together. Like I said, I love how I can just pick it up and just, you know, turn to whatever whatever state, like Indiana, you know, our state. Um, I wasn't mm-hmm. sure what that would be, um, but you, you described something about a lizard man or a a creature from the Black Lagoon down in Evansville that ladies had encountered down there. So that was interesting for sure. Um, and actually in Indiana, we've had Bigfoot encounters too, uh, on mm-hmm. our show already. We've interviewed quite a few people from Indiana that have had encounters, which are kind of surprising to us. But, um, do you ever get out and do a lot of investigating Kenny? Yeah. I mean, I'll say 
last year, I believe it or not, we actually got out more last year during COVID than we, we did this year when we didn't have COVID. Uh, well, obviously still having COVID, but, you know, things being open. But this year has just been like a total complete bust for me. Yeah. Um, it seems like, you know, every time something comes up, you know, another person in the group can't make it or whatever. So it's just kind of been up in the air. So we're hoping before, you know, um, it, you know, the snow starts flying, we're going to be able to get out, but yeah, we've got a couple areas that are, um, just outside of Whitehall, New York, which, um, you know, Whitehall is the epicenter, you know, Bigfoot sightings on the East coast. Mm -hmm. And, uh, they actually just had their Sasquatch festival there this last weekend. Um, were you there? Is, yeah, I saw that. Did you yeah, go to that? Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was one of the speakers there. Cool. Um, it was, it, I mean, a phenomenal turnout. There was, there was a few thousand people there and, um, it was just, uh, it was a great wow. time. Uh, they had filmmakers there, um, uh, other researchers, um, other authors, um, like, uh, um, Paul Bartholomew, uh, he was there. He's, he's pretty much kind of like the, the, the Bigfoot go-to guy of Whitehall. And he's pretty much, in my opinion, the one that kind of kind of put white hall on the map um uh steve coles was there um the guy who's the, the he goes as the squatch detective um he's done a lot of different shows like he's been on like monster quest and and different shows like that um uh correct um is that's how you say his first name saints oh, god I, i'm gonna slaughter the guy's name but there's a couple <laughs> guys there you know like um like that um that have worked with like small town monsters that make the documentaries. Okay, Some of those yeah. guys were there. Yeah. Um, so it, it was a great time. Uh, again, there was a lot of people there and um, it was good to be able to get out and, and be able to, you know, see, you know, people that, you know, you talk to online or, or whatever and actually be able to be face to face with them. So it, it, it was, it was good. It was the second event this year um, that um i've done and i've got two more this year and last year i had like 12 events but as we know covid just put a, yeah, a bosh killed to all that. that so i i believe if if we're going to look at all cryptids i i think there's a combination across the board of of spiritual interdimensional extraterrestrial and flesh and blood uh i i've had folks when when it comes to the mothman actually you know say to me that you know they believe it was actually a demon um that that you know had come out and, and shown itself and uh, uh so i don't know i think it's a combination and uh, until we can actually have one i guess right in front of us and we can actually right. figure yeah. it out i i don't i, I don't know but again it's just uh, at one point in time i was i was pretty i don't want to say i was pretty certain but i was i was kind of leaning one way and now i'm just kind of i don't know i mean it just doesn't when it starts making sense then it doesn't make any sense at all <laughs> yeah you're right so, yeah. the yeah, more the more true. the more i've dug into it the more confused i've gotten um yeah yeah you, you can't rule anything out and nobody really knows uh, right. Yet, yet, hopefully some someday we will, and that leads into my next question: Why do you think Bigfoot hasn't been discovered yet? If so many sightings are going on out there, are they that elusive? Is there cover up? What What's your opinion on that? I would have to say at this point in time, um, it may be more of a cover up than elusive. I, I think elusive, yes, absolutely. Um, they've been you know talked about for thousands and thousands of years, so obviously survival skills have. Um, you know, been passed down, but I think maybe more sightings, um, basic, 
basically in, in, in some areas, depending on, you know, um, you know, a lot of new neighborhoods being built and forest land being taken down. Um, but I, but I quite, I even questioned myself, the founder of our group is even worse than me. Um, so for him to tell me last January, halfway through January, when he was out hiking, and again, he's a guy that's, he's a wilderness guy. He, hikes miles out in the woods on his day off, just to turn around and walk back. Um, me, I, I, I would, I would die doing that. Um, he feels accomplished <laughs> doing that. So, um, and so not only that, like he, he knows, you know, his education is in background is in animal behavior. And uh, so he knows what's in the woods. He's also a hunter. Um, so for him back in January to tell me that, Hey, just send me a message that says, I saw a Bigfoot. I just stopped everything I was doing and I'm like, what are you talking about? Um, and right after he saw that, you know, like he, he took his phone out, took a picture. And of course it just shows like, you know, you you could see something there, but you can't really 100% make it out. It was far enough away, but he also had the smarts and kept his head together enough that once he, what he, he said, uh, saw it turn around and go up over the side of the cliff over the hill um, he also snapped a picture of where it was originally standing. So that way, you know, cause a lot of the time you see this one picture there and then you never see a, an after picture to show that, you know, whatever is in that picture isn't there anymore. Um, but right after that minutes, right after that, all of a sudden out of the blue, again, he's like miles, miles in, in, into the Adirondacks two forest rangers just show up out of nowhere and usually when a forest ranger shows Mm. up they they just start digging right into you what are you doing here what's going on blah 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 it was the other way around like gary had to like talk to them to get information out of them they're real standoffish so wow um, conspiracy theory i i i don't know were they tracking what he just saw I don't know, you know, um, Maybe. they just, they just happen to show up. And, uh, um, again, you know, they, they normally will go up one side of you and down the other, you know, they'll ask you what property you're on and this and that. And, uh, apparently none of that happened. So, so yeah, I, 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 I don't know. And, and that's somebody who I, who I know and I trust with my life when I go out into the woods. Um, so I, I know that he's not BSing me and, and again he's not that type of a person he's the first right. person when somebody you know says hey listen to this sound this is a bigfoot howl he's like no nah, it's a barred owl you know he's the first person to be able to say no i know what this is because again that's what his that's what his degree's in and debunking uh, it debunking it huh <laughs> yeah yeah well debunking or or you know as, as we, we we call it you know just um bringing to light another possibility yeah there you go right (laughs) so um yeah you know so for him to be able to say that uh, again i mean this is somebody who um you know i trust in my life when i go out in the woods because where i'm weak in that area i mean he's like he's like the pro i mean if somebody gets lost in the woods you send gary out there he'll he'll come back with them and jimmy hoffa you know (laughs) so um you guys still looking for jimmy i I got him right here yeah. So I, I, I don't know, you know, um, it, it very well could be some type of a cover up again. I mean, you know, for the longest time, you know, UFOs don't exist. It was a weather balloon. There was a reason for it. Well, now, now they exist. They haven't said, oh, what, by the way, there's extraterrestrials flying them around. You know, they're, they're, they're more talking about, you know, just, you know, there's unidentified objects that, you know, are um out technology when it comes to technology they're kind of outperforming us and uh which is kind of scary in, in in itself but yeah. um 
And then, and then of course that's, that's another rabbit hole you go in as you, you start talking about that. I was on a show last night with, um, have you guys ever heard of the crypto kid? I'm not sure if I have. Have you, Brian? He's, I don't think so. He, he's got a radio show. Um, and he's smart as smart as heck. Awesome. Awesome. Check awesome it out. Kid. And, uh, he, uh, his name's Colin Schneider. And, um, like we were, we were talking about that last night and, uh, and again, it's just like, that's the thing with these subjects too, is that there's, I mean, how many times have you started talking about like a, a real surface situation having to do with any one of these things? And then all of a sudden, like you realize it's 45 minutes later and you're all yeah. down separate rabbit holes mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to get back to where you originally started yeah. all the time. There's so much <laughs> yeah. to cover. So much to cover and, and nobody really knows, you know, like we said, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. until we have a body, until there's some kind of proof, uh, and hopefully someday that'll happen. Um, thinking about everything in the spectrum of between Dogman and Bigfoot and portals and you name it, it's just crazy. But yeah. people are seeing stuff out there for sure. Yeah. They're not making this stuff up. Oh, they have yeah. nothing to gain for it. Right. You know, we don't pay anybody to come on the show, um, you know, it, but but people come on and they tell these encounters and and um and like you you know written a book about a lot of encounters over a hundred or so probably maybe a couple hundred in there I, I'm not sure how many are in there yeah um I'm talking about taking a picture if I saw one I don't know at this point if I would even unless I knew I was going to have a long time to stare at it I don't know that I'd even mess with trying to get my phone out because mm-hmm. I'd miss what I was going to see for those two or three seconds right. anyway. Mm-hmm. I'd probably just take that in and be like, there, yeah. that's my encounter. I saw it. I don't have a picture. I don't need one. It's in my head now. Unless yeah. you're going to come up on a family or some of others that they don't know you're there, or you can video record this thing for several seconds or minutes. A lot of people aren't going to really get a good picture. And if they mm-hmm. do, it's probably going to be, um, you know, sketchy or, or blurry or whatever. Blurry. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and that's, that's what, you know, the, the picture, you know, again, it, it, I wouldn't say it was blurry. It was more, it was a little bit of a distance away. So it was more of a, a a blotch, I guess, if you will. And I think that probably has to do with the fact that, you know, again, it turned around in, in, in hurried up over this hill. And, uh, you know, if it was a bear, Gary just would have been, I never even would have heard from him that day. Um, right. but you know, from what, what he was seeing and how he explained it and the fact that he couldn't, he couldn't explain it to be anything else. Um, Mm-hmm. And again, he, he was in the right of mind. I mean, he's been doing it for a long time and uh, he was I- at least to a degree when I say in the right of mind to be able to, again, snap a picture after where he saw it to show that there's nothing there now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, it, and, and that's the thing, you know, when we think about coming across something like that, a lot of the time, you know, folks will be like, oh, follow it do this and do that and but anybody you talk to that's had a true encounter they're going to tell you that's not that you're you're trying to still process what's going on in front of you because what's you're seeing in front of you goes against everything that you have grown up to believe and understand Mm -hmm. and now there's something there that's just totally out of this world and you know that 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 processing it just slows you down because you just you don't know what to do you you know what you think you right. you should do but actually getting it done is is totally different well and one thing that i started thinking about was you know you're right we're not programmed to uh believe in these things 
we're told they're monsters, you know, we're told that monsters are out there, the the Wolfman or Frankenstein or or whatever, the big hairy man, um, the booger man. Uh, they're monsters, but they're not real. You know, there's books about mm-hmm. them. There's folklore about them, which is very yeah. interesting. Uh, but now you're kind of finding out that maybe these things are real, and that's why people talk about them, and that's why there is folklore and legend about these yep. things. So you know, and it's and it's a shock to think that oh my god, monsters are real, but maybe they yeah. maybe they really are. So well, one of the questions I get a lot is is why do you think that there's so many, you know, reports now? Um, and uh, you know, for for me, there were reports like 20 years ago but not like there are today. And I think some of that has to do with obviously technology and social media. But the other thing too, is I, I, you know, for instance, um, before I saw the show ghost hunters, what I understood ghost hunting to be was to show ghostbusters, the movie ghostbusters. (laughs) And when I I can't even remember what year it was that, that, that ghost hunters came out like 2001, maybe 2002, and I just happened to come across it on TV, and and I'm not a par- I'm not a ghost guy. Um, I, I I try to avoid all that at, at, at all costs. And I'm like, what is this? So I'm watching it, and I'm like, God, people people actually do this. Um, and then um, all of a sudden, after that, you know, after that show came out and the popularity, you know, to it, um, you know, all of a sudden, you know, everybody became a paranormal investigator. And, uh, and I think the same thing really happened. I mean, there were a lot of cryptid monster shows, um, that were mainstream, but didn't make it mainstream. Like mm-hmm. the show finding Bigfoot did like, um, the show, um, monster quest, Doug Hitchens, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. the producer and creator of that show. Um, that, love that in show. my opinion, <laughs> that's the best cryptid show ever. It is. 100%. Oh, yeah. I agree. Hands yeah. down. Best Hands cryptid down. show. Doug, if you're um, listening, you do an awesome job, and we'll get you on the show too. <laughs> definitely get 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 Doug on the show. I actually just uh, signed with Doug recently, so Doug's uh, cool. representing me, and uh, yeah, Doug's literally wow. like my uh, TV producer, cryptid hero. I mean, again, that that Monster Quest was just top of the line, just right. top of the line. But Finding Bigfoot came out, and they had the same people in it and you know um you know they had you know there there are characters too very memorable um and so for a lot of people you know people you know you know knew bigfoot based off of you know something that they'd heard here or there but never thought twice about it but then started watching the show and blah 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 so Mm -hmm. you know like ghost hunters made um ghost hunting mainstream if you will um i believe finding bigfoot made Bigfoot mainstream and really helped it get it to that next level. And uh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. so I think, to be honest with you, I think not just because of social media, but I think um, the fact that, again, 20 years ago, if you said, hey, I saw a Bigfoot, you're a total complete nut job. And, you, you know, you had to hide in your group. Now it's cool to say that you had an encounter. Mm-hmm. Now it's okay because there's people out there saying it. So it's not, uh, it's not taboo. It's not, you know, it's, it's not, again, you're not nutty. You're, you're still a little crazy, but yet there's people that accept that now. <laughs> right. Where before right. it yeah. wasn't, um, it's the same thing with dog man. You know, you know, people are like dog man seem to have like taken off in the six, six, last six or seven years. Well, again, you know, it's not, it, it, you know, having an encounter, you don't have to live in the dark anymore. 
Um, if you came across something that you didn't understand or didn't make sense, now there's, I mean, there's, there's groups that you can go to that you can talk to and the people feel comfortable about it now. Um, so again, it's a, say you had an encounter nowadays, it's cool, which it unfortunately is kind of reckless at the same time, because now, you know, you know, people are going to see what they want to see. And then, you know, say it was a Bigfoot when it, it, it wasn't, you know, it was just a misidentification. Right. So it can become reckless. But um, I, I really, I really believe that's probably one of the reasons why, you know, there's so many sightings now and, you know, people are coming out of the woodwork with it is that it's, they don't, they're not looked at as a total complete nut job anymore. Yeah. Just a little right. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the population is growing on both sides of the mm -hmm. fence, Bigfoot and people. I think that nowadays, like you said, it's more acceptable to say, hey, I saw something weird back in the 50s and 60s and 70s and even about the 80s. I mean, people were looked mm -hmm. at as goofballs if they said they saw something yeah. like that. Um, and a lot of people didn't talk about it. And I would say to this day, uh, probably a lot of more people that do see them don't report or don't say anything to anybody. Mm -hmm. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. And live with it for the rest of their lives, which is yeah. sad because, you know, people, they need to know they need this needs to get out. And that's why we're doing the show, uh, talking right. to guys like you. You're putting the book out, right. getting the word out there, making people more um, Trying. acceptable to the fact that this this could really be true. You know, it points to it being true more than not. So, but uh, one more thing, Kenny, before we wrap this up, um, you're on a show now, is that right? Called Haunted Hospitals. Are you working on a show with the Travel Channel? I was Channel? just going to ask. Yeah, you um, yeah, I, I filmed with uh, Haunted Hospitals, and it actually the episode aired back in, I believe it was June, um, but um, you can still catch it on uh, Travel Channel on um, uh, reruns as well as the Discovery Plus app. And it, mm -hmm. if you guys don't have the Discovery Plus app, I highly recommend you getting it. Completely worth it. Um, like every show, every show is on there, and it, it, it's phenomenal. Yep. yep. So you I can catch it. it on there. It's season three, episode two that I'm in. Okay. Okay. I'll check it out. We'll check that, that out. Um, you said you got a new book coming out, or is out. You just haven't uh, promoted. Go ahead and uh, lay that on us. Yeah, so um, I also write young readers chapter books, and um, I released one back in 2020 um, through Dark Moon Press Publishing called Stanley Riker and the Bigfoot Runaround. It's about three friends, um, two two boys and, and a girl. They're in third grade, and they go to their favorite camp for the weekend. It's called Camp Daybreak, and when they get there, the camp counselor talks to them, you know, and, and tells them a story about how there's been um, some. Uh, um, Bigfoot sightings in the area and because of this their camp could potentially close down so they um, get together and come up with a plan to capture the Bigfoot um, turn the Bigfoot into the sheriff and be able to save the camp <laughs> cool. so that's that, cool. that really, that's called Stanley Riker and the Bigfoot runaround right. and uh, again that was um, through Dark Moon Press um, 
American cryptids in pursuit of the elusive creatures, the one we were talking about earlier that covers yep. all 50 states. That was actually uh, released through Beyond the Fray Publishing, who also represents um, like Ken Gerhardt and uh, mm, a, a, lot, lot, a lot of the big names um, in, in cryptids and uh, the, the paranormal. And But um, my second young readers chapter book it's called alexandria in the moonlight caper it's the same three characters but what i I like to do is i like to change up the main character in it meaning stanley Riker um was in the bigfoot book like he was the main character in this one um alexandra actually steps up and she's the main character in it she's the voice of it so one it it kind of um it that way you know if you know if there's a young lady that picks up the book you know um she doesn't feel like okay well this is just a, a boy voice through the whole thing you know there's there's a variety there uh, but it's called um alexandra in the moonlight caper and it dunks right on well man we appreciate you coming on and talking to us yeah so much man this was fun are you still out there playing any punk music that's my that's my last question i have retired the stages although <laughs> i did back in march finally take the step and i bought a drum set because i always wanted to be a drummer always want to be a drummer so that one christmas i got a guitar and an amplifier so i'm like all right you know whatever so i learned to play the guitar so every time there was an opportunity to play in a band it was it was it was guitar or then i ended up you know picking up the bass but so it was always either bass or guitar and always wanted to play the drums so i finally just jumped last march and i got a set now and i'm i'm learning to play it and uh um, nice. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it'll. It's it'll, not it'll too be late, man. Wind. It's not yeah, too late. Maybe. You got connections. I'm guitar, sure. Maybe you guys get together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We could jam out sometime. <laughs> well, Brian, you got anything else for Kenny before you let him out of here? We really appreciate you coming on. Finally, the Listen. book is really the book is really awesome. Yeah. Um, keep doing what you're doing, man. Yeah. Enjoy it. To the listeners, it's American Cryptids in Pursuit of the Elusive Creatures, Kenny W. Irish. So make sure you get a copy of that out there. And check out his other books as well. And we'll be watching for yep. your up-and-coming shows. And we'll be looking forward to meeting you and seeing you at uh, Crypticon as well, Kenny. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Definitely. Right yeah, I, know. I know. We're excited. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Be fun. they got a great lineup of people there. I'm, I'm, I'm one of the speakers. But, man, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm going to be more up, you know, hanging out with I mean, I'm, I'm just so excited about it. Definitely. Um, ne- next month, I'm going to be in Indiana at uh, uh, DeadCon. Um, and, and oh, I'm that's right. That. Where's that yeah, at? Yeah. Where's Where's Dead uh, at? Fort Wayne, Fort oh. Wayne, Indiana. What day? That's what not, Brian? We gotta go from us. We gotta at least go uh, and hang out. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's the fifteenth, sixteenth, and seventeenth. Um, mm. But I mean, it's it's like Ken Gerhard's gonna be there. Um, uh, the guys from um, uh, Ghost Hunters are gonna be there. Um, Ghost Hunters International. They're gonna have um, the bass player from uh, Megadeth. Is going to be there. Um, uh, a bunch of guys that played Jason Voorhees is going to be there. Oh, okay, Some guys wow. that played played awesome. Leatherface are going to be there. Yeah, it's 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 going to be awesome. I'm 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 looking forward to it. Um, Kane Hodder was supposed to be there, but he he had to back out. Um, he was one of the guys who played Jason, yep. and, and he the also main guy. played. Yeah, yeah, and he also played, I believe, um, Victor Crawley. I think the guy's name is in uh, the hatchet movies. I could be wrong, but um, I believe he, he, he uh, was uh, the, uh, the, the, 
killer in those movies as well. So, but yeah, there's going to be so many, so many awesome people there. David, uh, Daniel Kloss yeah. is going to be there. The Hinsdale house guy. Um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. I see Brian uh, over there with a look of despair because he knows, he knows what, okay. what's going to be going on. I think we're we going to be in Oregon, Oregon that, that, that week. week. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, Kenny, I think, but, we're going to Oregon to do some investigating Pacific Northwest. Yeah, yeah, we're going to try and get out while we're up there. Uh, but if we don't leave awesome. too early, we we'll definitely can come check it out. If, if yeah, well, the they do it every year, Dead Cons every year. So okay, cool. That's awesome. Cool. Right in Fort Wayne, man. That's yeah, not we're not far. Yeah, Eric, we're not Eric far Werner is the uh, um, the owner of uh, Dark Moon Press Publishing and the um, owner of uh, uh, Dead Cons. So he, he's a good guy, real good guy. So. Cool. All right. Cool. cool. We'll check it out. Well, man, you have yourself a good awesome. one and appreciate yes. it again coming on. Absolutely. Uh, yes, thank we'll you. be in touch and we'll talk and, and uh, hopefully hear some more stories Absolutely. from you. All right. Awesome. Hopefully we can get you back on here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Right on, man. Okay. Well, you take care and have a good one. Thanks right. again. You right. as well. Take it easy. Thanks, man. Cool, man. That was awesome talking to him. Yeah, it was. That was fun. I hope we can get him on again. Yeah. On the road. Yeah. He's uh he's been to a lot of places, talked to a lot of people, and he did his homework on writing that book for sure. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Excellent book. And like you were talking about it before we got started, it's it's an easy read, and it's cool because it's kind of like a uh, a coffee table book. You know, you pick it up, you can flip to any story you want to, and just read yeah. that story. It takes a few minutes, and you know you've read it. So that's what's and, by, and it's by state too. So if you want to pick it up and go to go right to your state, and see what's going on. It's, right, it's fun. Right. Exactly. So once again, everyone, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. As always. As always. Couldn't do it without you guys. Right. I mean, we could, but what fun would that be talking to ourselves? Right. (laughs) Hey, if you guys out there have had an encounter and you want to come on and talk to us, we'd love to have you. Email us, info at cryptidcreatures.co. Yep. Get us on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook. And always on the Facebook. Right. So Cryptid Creatures. Yep. Check us out on Facebook. Come join our group. Um, we do weekly episodes, obviously. So, um, and all that other stuff. So Brian, thanks again for hanging out, man. Oh yeah. Always fun. All right. Till next time. Yep. All right. See you, man. See ya. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.